0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. We want to start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. We have made it to episode 14. And to be honest, we would have given up a long time ago. But you guys out there listening to our little podcast with big ideas and big comments and big energy have kept us here today because we've received every single one of your messages in person and online saying thank you to us for the stuff we're putting out there. This does take a lot of time and a lot of work. I mentioned on the last episode, I'm currently on vacation, but I'm not taking a vacation away with any of my coaches from helping you guys reach success in your entrepreneurial goals. So we are on episode 14. I've got with me Lisa Krause, the bitchin' beautician. What's going on, Lisa, baby?
1: I wish I was with you on vacation.
0: I wish you were on the beach with me here too, but even though I'm on a beach, I'm here with you. you I guess are. you would be called the beach and beautician. <laughs> I,
2: love I love That, that was amazing.
0: <laughs> All right, and then I've got my man. I left him at home. I left both my men at home, actually, but that's a whole other topic. I've got my professional man here with me virtually. This is how Ellie, my husband, and I dated for a long time, Nathan. So you should be okay with us seeing each other like this.
3: Well, my wife and I did long distance for two years as well, remember, George?
0: We see we are so much alike. That's why we're doing it. (laughs)
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah we're doing it you go on holiday for a month while i keep working it's a great relationship isn't it oh my god that
0: makes you like what my sugar daddy i love it i love it all right that guys ladies and gentlemen is nathan Strom, and we've got the power couple with us as always they're from the u.s they are here they are talking on behalf of their whole nation not one we're very proud of for Roe versus Wade, but we're not going to get into politics on this show. But we've got the moderator of today's episode, Steph Tiverdick, followed by her trusty sidekick, the Robin to her
2: Batman, Nick <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yay! I love that. <laughs> Thank you, George. We're so happy to be here. So our topic today, which I am super pumped to get into because it's such an important topic, is the patient consult. So it is one thing. We all all of this money to bring in these fancy devices, these fillers, Botox, all of these treatments that cost so much money to bring into our clinic. But then a lot of the time we're failing in our consult. And so this is such a huge topic and there's so much that I want to kick it off right away to Nathan, Nathan.
3: Well, wow, that's says twice. You've picked me first, Steph. Oh, I don't want really? Nick, yeah. I don't want Nick to get jealous about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> No, I'm
3: very honored. I'm very honored. Thank you. I'll start the pa- yeah, the patient consult. It's, it's so important. Um, I call it the. This is the. This is the Freddie Mercury time, right? This is this is show time. This is the, this is such an important part of the patient journey, which was the the episode before. You need to be on in this this patient consult, and the way I like to structure a patient consult is obviously the meet and greet and credentialing yourself. Um, that's really important. That I think you credential yourself. You talk about your experience. You talk about what you love about the industry. Um, you talk about why you love the industry and why you love changing the way people think about themselves and the way that the way you can change people to make them more refreshed and feel good about themselves. That's really, really important. And then the next thing is you just need to shut up and listen. And that is really, really important. The listening part of the consult is so important because this is when you find out what their main concerns are. And you have to understand, it is not what you think their main concerns are, it is what they think their main concerns are. And then I think it's really important that you repeat it back to them what their main concerns are, so they agree with you. And you've, and then you start to work on the patient journey. Now, the way I work on the patient journey is first, I like to um, explain the pathology of the skin and how we age and why we're aging. I think it's really important that Uh, patients understand that because once you understand the pathology of the skin and the reasons why we age, when you get into the discussion around laser treatments, injectables, and skincare, they start to understand why you're using certain ingredients and why you're using certain wavelengths and why you would use neuromodulator over filler in certain areas. So once you've done pathology of the skin and you've discussed all the different options that you would consider with the patient, I'm a big fan of creating the patient journey with the patient. So you sit down, you say, look, this is what I recommend. What do you think from what I've educated you around today? And I actually write it down with them. I write down the patient journey. I write down all the all the pricing. And, and then I finish with what I call a skincare party, where I actually bring the patient over to the vanity I go through their skincare routine that they're going to leave with from product one through to seven or eight or whatever it is. I teach them how to clean their face properly, how to use a toner, how to use a a serum, how to use their um, treatment products, a retinol. I I manage expectations around the skincare, how they're going to use it before each treatment and after each treatment. And then the last thing, the final thing is the close. And that is obviously closing them with a package or a, or a series of treatments. Uh, They go home with their skincare and then they get there before and after, before photos done. Sorry. How do we refine um, the consult? uh, How do we refine patient consults? I'm a big fan of doing role play in clinics. Um, Obviously continued education is really, really important. You must structure your, your consults. I have a sheet of paper. It's a two pager where I actually go through with the patient. I'm writing things down the whole time. Um, And I think that's really, really important. And it's practice. Practice makes perfect from a patient consult. Practice on your colleagues. Practice on people at home. And if you're new to the industry, this is the best thing you can do. And this is the first thing I did when I first started in this industry. I invited 15 of my wife's friends over when I started in the skincare business for dinner and wine and cheese. And I consulted them all on a Friday night and – um at the dinner table and it was practice it was live practice they loved it and had a great time i loved it and learned a lot because when you consult your friends you're going to get the questions that your patient's going to answer in advance so you're prepared for your real life uh, patient consult so anyone new to the industry have a skincare party or a medical aesthetics party at your house invite 15 year friends over before you do it live in front of the patient that's me for the patient consult guys
2: I love it. That's a lot of great information. And one of the it. things that stuck with me that you said, Nathan, is it's not what you think they need. It's what they, what bothers them, not what bothers you. And that's so important. Yeah. And just on, long. This,
3: yeah, just on that, so you can't fix everything in one In one consult, I think it's really important to highlight one or two things that they want to work on. And you build a patient journey around that. And you manage the expectations. saying, look, the first couple of months, we're going to work on this, and then we will get to that. And it's always important to focus on their first two to three main concerns, because some patients might come with 10 or 12 things. You can't, you can't do that all off the bat. So I think it's really important to manage expectations and, and talk to them about how you're going to guide them through the next 12 months and what you're going to focus on to start with.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa, I would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Well, I, I love what Nathan said and I, I really feel like I I don't have a ton to to add to that on this one, actually Uh, just with the consistency and the process. So the system and process of doing consultations, I really feel needs to be strategically laid out so that All of your providers are doing the same exact consult for continuity of care. And so I also feel like when you've got somebody who is coming in for a referral, that that person who referred their friend in, their friend is having that same, you know, it all ties in synergistically together with the patient experience and follow-up and all of this together together. Everything needs to be consistent. And so making that treatment plan, going through it with them, um, definitely listening. Don't be eager to sell. And I know that um, Nathan touched on this and so did George and Steph in a, a previous episode of don't be super excited to push your sales. You want to listen first because you can't create a treatment plan if you have an agenda behind you without asking what the patient's wants or needs or desires are. So a big one would be to listen and to then turn around and educate. And I love what you said, Nathan, about going through and actually doing the skincare treatments and steps with them because so often in clinic, Um, there's not enough time given for a consult. Like some clinics are booking like 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever for a consult prior to treatment. And all of us as coaches know that that's nowhere near enough time to do what you need to do. Uh, even ethically, I think the longer time you have, it is less salesy and there's more time for education. So I love that you actually do the hands-on one-on-one. This is how you apply a serum. This is the order that you're going in because that is selling by education. And that's not selling by pushing sales of, this is the quota I need to make. It's a very different feel when you're doing a consultation. And so the other thing would be just level set patient expectations. And so, you know, patients will come in sometimes thinking, you know, sometimes patients come in and you think, holy shit, do you think I have a magic wand? I don't know how we're going to fix this. I have this laser and I have this, you know, I'm fresh out of magic wands today. So unfortunately we're going to go with this, but you really need to level set those expectations and, uh, making sure that you're, you know, under, under promise and over deliver on, on every step. So I think for, for outcomes and, and everything relates back to having a solid foundation. And that's where your relationship development comes from too, because that's your longest period of time that you get to spend in that initial consultation with your patient. And so I think that's a first impression, uh big win as well. If you can spend that time on that consult.
2: A hundred percent. And people can tell when you're genuine. People can tell when they, you know, when you're trying to sell them something and they feel like they're being sold something. And you never want somebody to feel like that. It's a huge turnoff and you're not going to get the sale. George, you look like you're dying to say something.
0: No, uh, well, I'm always dying to say something. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know what? There's like there's a few things that I'm 100% on board with. I love setting expectation. Client expectation is a huge thing. People think they're going to do one treatment and they're going to wake up and look like the before and after they found on, on social media. And I got to say... Those before and afters on social media, I really believe 95% of them are real. They are authentic. There's a good 5% of them out there that are total BS. People have altered them. Let's be 100% true. At least the ones that come out of the clinics I work with, though, I know are real. But it doesn't mean everybody's going to get that result. So the one thing I say right when somebody sits in that chair is before we have any further conversation about trying to correct or change or fix something you don't like, Would you be happy if I could keep you looking the way you walked into my office today for the next five to 10 years? Because in our world of medical aesthetics, if we follow the science and we follow the trends, there's a big difference. When we follow the trends of trying to reverse aging, we end up getting a lot of celebrity lookalikes that are overdone, that are things have gone wrong. But if we follow the trend of preservative aging or preventative aging, we can make magic happen. It's what I call the J-Lo effect in my consults. That's number one. Number two, you have to speak from an education perspective and you have to speak with true conviction and you have to be assertive in what you're going to say. And I don't agree with that, the fact that you don't point out necessarily what you see. They've come to you for your professional opinion. I do ask, though. I do say, may I give you my professional view of what I'm seeing about you that I think may alleviate some other problems where I see accelerated aging. And if they say the okay, I tell them what I honestly see and think. Now, number three, although I agree and in all my consults, I book one full hour, I rarely take over 20 to 25 minutes. And this is the reason why. I used to take an approach very similar to what Nathan's was, and it might work really well for you, Nathan, so I'm not knocking it by any means. But we are in a world of information overload. People have too much being bombarded at them all the time. An hour consultation where you are talking with that client from start to finish for an hour in eight out of 10 cases, in my professional opinion, you've given them too much information. They forgot what you talked about in the first 15 to 20 minutes, which was probably the most important part of that conversation. And it's making it harder for them to close on authentic deal without buyer's remorse. You have to give them your medical input, in in my opinion, as soon as possible of what is right. And I never, ever, ever start a consult unless I have health history and medical forms. Why? Because what we are providing are medical doctor-based treatments in most cases. If you are treating it like a spa where you're coming for a fluff and puff facial, then do it without health history. But you need to set the tone from the beginning. This is a medical procedure, whether it's as light as a microdermabrasion or a chemical peel to a full CO2. We need to be able to start that conversation correctly that you are in for a medical procedure, which requires you to follow pre and post instructions like skincare, sunscreen, and all the other little tidbits of information I give you. I will follow up with you as part of my patient journey. And the consult doesn't stop in the room with me. It continues into the treatment room. And that skincare is non-negotiable. If you want to buy this package, you need to be able to invest in the skincare to move forward or we're not on the same talking level and you haven't listened to what I've explained to you in the consult. So I will take that additional 40 minutes to nail it home.
2: Absolutely. So much good information. I love that. Um, set the expectation, the expectation. <laughs> setting expectations—it's such it, a good. It's, it's so important. It's, it's so, so important. Tough. It's so tough. I, know. I come to your clinic. I want to come out a size two. That's my expectation.
0: <laughs> and I, want, I need you to look at me and be like, "Stop eating sour candies, George." It's not
2: going to happen. Well, Nick would probably tell you that. So, in our clinic, and this is why I love Nick, right? He so in our clinic, Nick does ninety-five percent of our consultations. He's actually done over. 4,000 body contouring consults, if you can believe that. Um, so it's really hard. <laughs> I know, right? It's a huge fee. It's really hard to let somebody else do one because we know he's going to knock it out of the park, which is why I'm going to turn this topic over to him. The
4: king of consults. <laughs> well, thank you. So I, I actually um, just speak for Sign Assure and spend a good hour on how to do consults. So I'm going to try and shrink this down. Uh, I wanted wanted to go last because I know that uh, you guys are going to have some great information and you did. Um, The consult starts when the patient walks in the door. So going back to our previous uh, podcast, by the way, if you have not listened to 13, make sure that you go back and listen to that because the patient experiences everything. The consult is just a piece of it. But with that, it really sets the tone for what the patient is looking for, And um, really, how the rest of the consult is going to go. The reason why I say that is part of the patient experience when they turn, you better have their butts in that consult room within two minutes. These are kings and queens in timing. With the consult is enormous. There is nothing worse, especially for all the doctors that are listening to this podcast out there, or, that are coming from an insurance based um, clinic where you can fill out the paperwork which takes forever, and then you sit there for thirty to forty five minutes before you see the doc for ten. That is unacceptable, especially when people are going to spend upwards of you know fifteen thousand right. um, dollars on an aesthetics procedure. So timing, paperwork. Um is very crucial. Then when you're actually in doing the consultation, the first question that I would recommend everybody ask in every single consult that you do is what are you trying to accomplish? And then listen, and I can't tell you how many times it's very different than what they called about what's in the treatment notes, what is what is in the initial paperwork. And it's, it's because this industry can be very, very confusing for somebody that's newer or has never done this entire process. So what are you trying to accomplish is the first question. And if this is a skin or laser consult, the next question you should ask is how much downtime can you give me? You will save yourself so much time in a consultation instead of being like talking about CO2 and then you get into how much downtime you just wasted 20 minutes of both of your times because they have a job where they have to show up every single day and they can't be blistering and oozing and peeling. So those two questions set the tone for the rest of it. Um, Education, obviously, I think it was not brought up yet is discuss competitors. Um, I'm running running out of time. So I'm going to uh, try to wrap this up. But I would discuss competitors. A lot of people uh, try to steer away from it. So we've done some of the most uh, body contouring treatments really of anybody in North America at our clinic. Um, and I really get into the other devices that I've intentionally not purchased and educated the patients on why I've not purchased it. And then I talk about the device that I would recommend for them and why it is the best device. Because if you they go to a consult, if a patient is coming to see you, let's just say for Sculpture, m Neo, all these other devices, and you're not talking about something that they, I guarantee you, have Googled and they already have a consult set up and you're not educating them on all the pitfalls of some of that. They can go somewhere else, not hear the true story, and then end up with a shark bite or something like that. I'm not trying to be sued, so I'm not going to name names. But um, it is a very, very big thing. And I agree with you, George. Quick consults, I think, is... A good idea. I book 45 minutes, but if a consult is done properly, especially in the body counting world, it's 15, 20 minute consult. If you're listening, diving in, going through health history and all of that, it should be a pretty efficient, efficient process. And I think we're going to do an entire segment on some more piece of this, but I think I might keep that the wild card the next time. So uh, on that, thank you very much for giving me your time, Stephanie, even though she is smarter and better looking in every single way.
0: Mention.
4: To the <laughs> one,
0: one thing I didn't mention that I want to talk about too, is I don't talk about price until no. I ask them if they're ready to book their first appointment. Correct. Because, you you if you've done your job in a consult, you cannot put a price tag to the value of getting them the result they asked for. No. Yep. Now if they bring it up, we'll discuss it. But yeah. I, I really avoid it till the last minute. Not that I'm avoiding it. That's that's not mm-hmm. the right word. I can't I don't know what the right word is. If somebody could word this what I'm trying to say better than me, it, go for it
4: it. It, it. it can raise blocks that are completely unnecessary yeah. at an inappropriate time.
3: Yep. Yeah.
4: You need to make sure that they want it because when you're in the, especially if people try to negotiate, if they're negotiating, they're already, they're already bought in. They're just trying to see if they can do it. So the price should be the very last thing that is ever talked about. Good good thing bringing that up there. George. Yeah. And, and the other thing
3: I like to talk about is
4: from a managing
3: expectations point of view, um, I tell them, look, I'm your personal trainer for your skin. Um, and I think that's really important because they need to understand that when you first start working out there's a little bit of pain there's a you know like you wake up the next day and it's sore and when you start using good medical grade pharmaceutical grade skincare it hurts a bit when you first start using it right it's not all roses and cherries the other thing when you start doing treatments it's the same thing like no pain no game so I think it's really important that they understand that um, you're a personal trainer because the other thing is it's consistency. If they want to look and feel their best, they have to be consistent with it. They have to be consistent with their energy devices. They have to be consistent with their skincare, and they have to be consistent with their neuromodulator and filler. Like otherwise, you're not going to sustain those results. Um, and I think people understand. I think people understand that when you tell them that they you're their personal trainer for the skin.
2: Absolutely. And the last thing that I really want to add is that the person that is doing your consultations has to be comfortable asking for money. They cannot have a fear or think $5,000 is a lot of money or Mm -hmm. too much money for somebody else to spend. Otherwise you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. Well, that that was financially
4: stable as well.
0: That was probably the most important comment of the whole episode, Steph. And that's why you were moderator. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's integral. Bravo.
2: Well, thank you, guys.
0: George. Well, that's our episode, then I guess, right, Steph? That's it. We're done. Are we done we're the we're, we're <laughs> getting good with these fifteen minutes, George? No, it's we are
4: really, not. It's really, really <laughs> hard for me yeah. to not just keep talking.
0: <laughs> we're at exactly twenty minutes. I'm telling you, we're going to have to change our branding here. It's going to be a coach's third soon. Okay? <laughs> the coach's third quarter. Anyhow, so I much want much everybody to make sure you. I want everybody to make sure you catch all our podcast episodes, all fourteen of them, now. Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, wherever you want. You can find us. You can listen to us. And we love taking your suggestions. So follow us on the gram and all our social media handles. Lisa Krause is at The Bitchin' Beautician. Nick and Steph verdict. That last name is T V D C V R D I K. sorry. And that's Nick and Steph. Steph is not S-T-E-F. It is S-T-E-P-H. And, of course, my main man, my main squeeze, the Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, Nathan <laughs> Strom, and our company, The Revenue Doctors. And, of course, for all your beautiful skin tips, and just to get closer to me, even socially, the underscore skin underscore guy. We're coming back at you next week with episode 15. Do we know what we're talking about, Nathan? Do we? I
3: think, I think it's a wild card from neck, isn't
0: it? Is it a wild card next episode? I oh, you know way. what everybody loves these wild cards nick what do you think you want to do the next I'm, one
4: i'm i'm in this segment actually spurred spurred a topic on and it's oh. a, a very very big deal to me oh. Oh, I, I like it when you spur a very big deal nick. <laughs> 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 yeah
0: we're not going to talk about what nick rhymes with but let's go to the next episode next week episode 15 goodbye for me making your entrepreneurial dreams come true. The Aesthetic Coaches Corner every week here for you. Goodbye, everyone.
3: Take care. Bye.
1: Bye. Love ya.